0: Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, for my and name. Here with the Spirit.
1: And then suddenly someone said, look up. And I looked up, and there were, I don't remember, three or four eagles that were circling above the grave. They obviously had come up from uh, somewhere down along Missouri where the trees are. And they circled as long as these men were closing that grave. And as soon as the grave was closed, they went off in different directions. Well then, after the burial, of course, there's the obligatory meal. (laughs) You're never finished until you meet them together. And it's very important I've come to appreciate that as a reality. So we gathered for the meal, and the people from the entire community were there, just a man in well town. And then the oldest son got up, and he started to talk about the eagles. And what blessing it was, the eagles had come and taken their father's soul, the father's spirit, to the great spirit. Well, as I thought about that later, and as I was considering the sermon for today, not an eagle but a dog, I thought that, you know, that that eagle, for those eagles that came that day, were, the truth in it, I think, was that it was an expression for those people. It was understood as a tangible expression of God's love for them and for their father. And I think that it's the same kind of truth that we find with the descent of the dove baptism. It was a tangible way for God to express, or at least for Jesus to understand that God is expressing God's love for him. And more than that, commissioning him. Epiphany, when it's spelled with capital E, stands for this part of the church here, this season, this festival. And we generally commemorate it with the coming of the Magi as a way of understanding that this is the first revelation of Jesus, uh, Christ, to the Gentiles. But in the Eastern Church, the festival is really a commemoration of the baptism of Jesus above all else. But I think it's interesting when we recall that uh, prior to the third century, Christians celebrated Jesus' baptism as the first event in the life of Jesus. The celebration of Christmas came later uh, so it seems that for the early Christians at least, Jesus' baptism was much more important than the details of his birth. And we get all hung up around the details of his birth. We just can't get beyond this urgent birth thing for some reason. And that doesn't really matter to those in the, in the early church. What they cared about was the baptism of Jesus. And so for the early church, along with Easter and Pentecost, Epiphany... And was one of the three major feasts of the Church. Clearly, we in the West, we are part of the Western Church, I think have lost uh, a deep sense of the importance of the baptism of Jesus for the Church and for us in the ministry. And I think perhaps we've also lost a sense of the importance of our baptism to our life as a Christian. I think we can quickly see the baptized, if we take a moment to imagine the scene at the Jordan River, remember in other parts of Scripture we hear that there were huge crowds that came out to be baptized by John. People who were coming, wanting to start a new life, wanting the confirmation of that by that ritual washing that John was offering. And it says that there were tax collectors, there were prostitutes. to the Jordan, knows that it's not necessarily the clinging River. So, and especially is the beginning. The way
2: while yeah. It's an unbelievable evening with well over hundred um, people, so thank you for everyone who- made us worthy to stand before you. In him, you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he gave thanks to you, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples, and said, take, eat, this is my body,
3: which is given for you, Jesus,
2: for the remembrance of After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, "Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for
3: you and for all for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me."
2: Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death. We proclaim his resurrection. We await your the Lord, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all. Presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine, we pray, you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and His blood of the New Covenant. Unite us to your Son in His sacrifice, that we may be acceptable to Being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country
1: where with all your
2: saints we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is glory almighty, Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold today. Our Father May Christ, the Son of God, be manifest in you, that your lives may be a light to the world. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you.